0: I'm Simon Devereaux, Director of Global Talent Development at Framestore, and welcome back to the Framestore Podcast, Episode 20, Part 2. On Monday's episode, we engaged Michelle Waxman, LA-based Framestore Pictures Executive Producer, in our 13-question grilling, otherwise known as the Framestore Podcast Dailies. On today's episode, we pass the mic to this week's guest co-host, VFX production coordinator, Leo Wakute. So without further delay, we very much hope you enjoy episode 20, part two of the Framestore podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, the second installment of our conversation with Framestore Pictures executive producer, Michelle Waxman. This is where we hand over to this week's guest co-host Leo the VFX production coordinator based in Montreal, who will continue the interview where we left off. So Leo, it's over to you.
1: Thank you, Simon. So Michelle, I mean, I have many questions, um, but I think something that i really um um that i really noted in our previous conversation with that the the idea of teamwork and and working with people and obviously that's something that comes back at every podcast cuz it is about the people and it is about the teamwork um maybe like um i would just like to know from your experience from your perspective like what would you say to someone starting in production like what would be your um, main approach to this idea of teamwork and working with people a lot.
2: I think, um, I think that if you, if you have a job that you're in and you're just starting out, I think, um, we kind of, we touched on it a little bit in the last one is, is honing your listening skills as much as your talking skills. You know, that's so much of teamwork, um, having good questions, you know, even when a director is starting out and they're just learning how to do calls with clients and whatnot, it's, um, it's so important to really think about what you're all doing, why you're there and ask good questions, you know, utilize the smart people around you as much as possible um, as resources and, and listen to what the answers are, you know, then it really elevates every
1: team if everybody's kind of contributing in that way. Great. Yeah. Active listening for sure. That's great. Great advice. Um, I'd love to know like as a coordinator, I'm very close to the artists on the floor, their day to day. We're running daily. So we're sort of nudged in between um, the whole production world and then our little team of artists as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that proximity that closeness to the artist and what they do and their creative process is something I value a lot like in my work it's something that's very fun for me I think it's very exciting to see how the magic is made Um, what would you say like when you sort of move up in the production ladder let's call it like that um, and your role changes and your your position changes like do you feel like you still have that sort of contact or access to the creative process is it different is it just a bit further Um, I would love to have your take on that
2: Oh, a hundred percent because it it really um, you are only as good as the, the people that you're working with, you know, so a company is only as good as the artists and the producers that are here. So those connections and the way that you facilitate for them and, and the way that they do their work with you is, is crucial at every single level. So the top people at the company you know you know my bosses and and everybody at the company the, the the how well the company is working is based on how well they can interact with all the artists as well um on a daily basis and and it again yeah it just goes back to we're only as good as you know all the creative people that we're working with um so it's it's imperative at every level that collaboration
1: great awesome um Wow, I had a question and mine just disappeared in my brain. Give me a second.
2: <laughs> no problem. I'll ask you a question. I would what's love your favorite for you to- <laughs> part? What's what's your favorite part of, of being a coordinator at Framestore? Like what's what do you love most about it?
1: I mean, at its at its core, we are storytellers and we are always on the side of storytelling. And for me, it's sort of this weird moment where I feel like I'm reconnecting with five-year-old Leo who was making little fake movies with dolls and boxes and sort it's sort of this um, uh, instinctual need as humans we have to tell stories and play and, and act and I think it's fascinating to sort of see this microscopic activity I was doing as a child or as a teen and now to see it on such a global scale but still driven by yeah We're we're storytellers. We are on the side of storytelling, whatever happened. Um, I think that's immensely exciting. And I have started in VFX about two years ago, and I still feel like I've unlocked maybe 1% of all the knowledge I I want to discover. So as a curiosity-driven person, it's super exciting to be thrown into a world of mysteries and complicated stuff like VFXs.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so great. I think one question that came up a while ago was, um, how would you describe, you know, your job to a child? And I was thinking about it. And I was thinking, um, you know, we do make believe for a living. Like, how cool is that? We get paid to do make believe, you know, every day.
1: It is. It is the dream. And idea. There's two like super strong things to that is that, well, we're living the dream. I'm doing what Kid Leo wanted to do, which is really Mm -hmm. exciting. And I also really like holding on to the fact that we are not saving lives. We are making movies and we're making stories and stuff. And I feel like having this anti-panic button when everything's chaotic and emotions get a little high. We get caught up in the passion and stuff. Also being able to say, We're storytellers and we're not saving life. I feel always kind of just de-dramatize it it, when it gets a little too intense. So I like reminding myself of that, that I'm here because I like it. And uh, we don't have to put uh, sometimes the amount of pressure we put on ourselves as well.
2: Oh, completely. I have friends who are doctors and surgeons. I have one friend who's a pediatric cardiologist that is not what we do, you know <laughs> exactly like <laughs> that's, that's not what we do, and we all we do have to remember that and put yeah. it in its its
1: perspective i I just remember my question from earlier, which is Good. great um obviously, like I'm just starting in the industry um i can it's very interesting to me also, like my original degree is in sociology, so I'm always just kind of observing Mm -hmm. everything and i find it very fascinating to see the different generations that are working and operating at frame store i think the the younger generation you were mentioning that simon on the last episode but the i think gen z's have and i'm sort of on the cusp of it so i include myself a little bit but not entirely but i think gen z's are coming in the workplace with such a different and fresh perspective um they are very um, um knowledgeable about images and cinema without even knowing just because of apps like TikToks and and Instagram and stuff. So we're kind of having this new generation that has a very different relationship to cinema and and editing and movie and stuff and work and life. Um, and I, I mean, I would love to know, like, as someone who has been in the industry for a while, and you probably work with people from all walks of life, like, do you what's the best part about this like generational changes or i don't know whatever you picked up on those kind of things
2: yeah i think that um there's a there's a fearlessness and an access that is really cool i think that um you know you don't have to go and rent a camera and um you know it, it just you have access to tools technology to make things far quicker, um, and get them out to so many more eyeballs than was ever an ability when I was younger. And when some people in this industry were just starting out, um, it was much more learning in books or learning from masters and, and, you know, films that were completed about how they did it versus how everybody, how the masses are telling stories and, and I think we're still at kind of a crux with all of it because there's, there's a lot of really bad storytelling that's coming out of all of that.
0: Indeed. And indeed.
2: just because you can, doesn't mean you necessarily should, but I think that we can kind of pick, um, some, some really nice, I think it it comes back to sort of, there's some great authenticity in there, um, that is really important, um, and can influence the the craftsmen as well, but I also think that we don't want to lose um, the really fine craftsmanship that that studying and honing a skill. Uh, kind of elevates everything. So while it's very exciting to have that access and to be able to do it on the fly and and create things, I think that we need to kind of marry the two in some ways, because if we're just doing that little bit, then we're kind of racing to the bottom in some ways. It's kind of a marrying of both. I think we have to still continue to really push ourselves and push the technology and push elevating everything, the cinematography and... Um, the cinematic joy that kind of still blows all of our minds. You know what I mean? It's like, those are the kinds of stories that still just explode us and, um, and continue to make us feel small and in a great way, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So we don't want to lose that, but we do want to take all of this and, and take it in as well. So it's, it's kind of twofold as I'm apt to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) I had another question and it just popped out of my mind. My God. I, okay, I I have it, I have it. Um, from my perspective, and maybe just because I I just crossed two years in VFX, my first big project just came out. So like, and I feel like in, in how the technology is developing as well, we're at a very interesting point in cinema and filmmaking and VFX. Um, I do have an intuition as to just maybe me being excited joining. So I'd love to know, like from your perspective, um, on maybe like a longer time, like perspective, um, how do you feel about the state of cinema, the state of VFX? Where are we going? Um, exciting stuff, maybe that is like motivating to you, um, whatever comes to your mind. Yeah.
2: I think, I think it's a really weird time right now for sure. I think, you know, there's, there's the, the, fearful R recession word that people talk about. And, um, you know, there was a pandemic and, you know, getting people back into theaters and, and the streaming services that kind of, you know, got so much content out and and different ways to advertise and whatnot. I think it's, it's, there's always, the longer that you're in this industry, the more you realize that there's always these kind of waves and ebbs and flows and, the one thing that always does kind of reign supreme is great storytelling in every kind of format. So every time they try and like squeeze it or say, you know, we're going to do it for less, we're going to do it cheaper. We're going to, you know, from films to television, to all of it, a good story, no matter how much you spent. So starting with really the storytelling, the writing um, and innovation is always going to win. So that's the part that is going to kind of rise through any kind of muck and 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 mess that any kind of economy is going to do and and it's important that we stay really resourceful, you know. It's you know, keeping it to great stories and always calling it back. So if you have 2 pennies, what what kind of great story can you tell with 2 pennies if you have you know 2 million pennies 20 million pennies it still has to be a great story mm-hmm. you know what i mean if you have mm-hmm. all the technology in the world if you have all the resources in the world make it a great story
1: oh yeah you know
2: and Absolutely. i think people will come and people will continue to to want to see it
1: i i love that you mentioned that it's something i feel very strongly about about cinema or television if you're going to implicate so many people and this amount of work, and it's going to be this big of a project, like every detail has to come from the heart and has to serve storytelling. So I think I can definitely resonate with that for sure.
2: Make people feel something. I mean, I'm a big reader and, um, you know, and the amount of imagination that your brain is able to do with books keeps me really excited about the possibilities of filmmaking, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because our brains, you know, I don't know how to implement everything that I see when I read a book. Right. But I know that we know a lot of people who can actually take that and turn that into incredible things that maybe haven't even been um, invented yet or explored yet or whatnot, because the brain's pretty miraculous. Mm Right. Right. So good stories just, you know, continue to explode us. So then together we figure out how do we show that to everybody? Um, But it all starts with that kind of, you know, the spark of a good story.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I've noticed um, during the pandemic, you were talking about uh, the pandemic, that um, we were all sort of locked at home, stuck and I think for some people it was a big moment of realization of noticing how important art is to society and community and well being and mm-hmm. being stuck at home and being lucky enough to live in the age of streaming and the amount of content that was available for people to process and cope and just forget about COVID for an hour. I think that was um a big moment where like we're not just making movies because it's fun and it's cool and you know we're making movies because sharing art is fundamental part of humanity in my humble opinion um so it's it's i think it has like um um re-underlined the importance of art and society for people if that makes sense
2: it's a it's a privilege it's a Mm -hmm. real privilege to do this because it is something that um human culture is pretty unique in the way that we continue to tell stories to each other and preserve history and um and underline emotion and move each other um and that's i mean that's part of the reason why i think you know the something that we're really passionate about is increasing the diversity of our roster of storytellers because the authenticity of those stories is super important, you know, making sure that that we're able to tell things from the perspective of a broad range of people um, and sharing it with the world so you can see people's struggle, you can see people's joys, you can, you know, because not, none of us have the same experience in our lives, we don't have the same upbringing, you um, culturally we're all diverse and and you know that's really important it's a great responsibility that we have to tell those stories to share those stories and educate and um entertain through these storytellers you know i think Mm -hmm. that's and and there is a lot of importance to it we might not be operating on somebody and saving their life but there is a great responsibility to it
1: yeah I, i totally agree with you um yeah, it's, it's, it's very, um, um, I find it very, what's the word I'm looking for? The English word is escaping me.
2: What's the French word? Um,
1: uh, it, it gives you a lot of value. Valorizant. It's very yeah. valorizant, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, validating.
1: Validating. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true. Every time I go to ask the question, it, it disappears from my mind. <laughs> I think it's the stress. But, um, <laughs> Sorry, don't be
2: stressed, don't be stressed. I know, I know, I know. It's I know. fun. Make it something up. Fun. Make up a new question. Make up a new
1: question. Well, I love that we're talking about like the the um, ins- instinctual nature. Oh, just remember, there you go. Um, I'm a sociology major originally, mm-hmm. so always been very interested in how people um, conceive themselves, their reality in society. Um, and I think often we expect people to just read facts or absorb facts, absorb information and to be able to process that information and really like work with it. But I found that most of the time, the truths we um, internalize are things are part of the story that we tell about the world and the story we tell about themselves, rather than facts themselves. Um, so. On a broader level, you were talking about like diversity and getting authenticity and sincerity and a variety of voices um, in filmmaking. And I think that also plays into it. Um, being able to access those voices and share that with the world, um, I think is extremely special, precious. Um, and I think it's, it's motivating also to feel like we have time to catch up. There are voices mm-hmm. we haven't heard yet, and Absolutely. it can only benefit the world to go and find those people, give them the resources and tools to um, accomplish their art. You know,
2: a hundred percent. I think that, I think the, the the issue is that it's it's is very validating for us, but we have to remember that part of our responsibility is to help validate other people. You know, and that's what storytelling does: is that people see a piece of themselves. And they become validated, you know, they become empowered by these stories and see themselves and, and that's part of the responsibility, you know, and that's why we want to tell things that are as authentic as possible and, and varied and, um, And, and we have a lot of work to do in that capacity. We're not doing it yet. We're not doing the tip of the iceberg yet. We have Mm -hmm. to be pushing ourselves constantly because it's not just validating ourselves. It's, it's trying to tell stories that validate other
1: people as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was a great answer. (laughs) (laughs) I love the, I love the um, connecting nature of art and how I have felt closer in my life to a movie director I'll never meet, but I watch their movie and I'm just what they're this person, what they are trying to say, has made its way to me and it has changed me more maybe than um reading some fact on the news or anything. So mm-hmm. it's sort of this fun art form that allows you to, you know, discover other perspective and expand your 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 mind view as well. Yeah. I would say yeah.
2: It's magic. It's it magic. magic. It <laughs> is magic. <laughs> it's magic, and it's it's yeah. That's why we're all here. It's really um you know, in whatever capacity you you are in um in this wild world of of storytelling um, there's always something new and pieces of it, and and it's important that where you how you're feeling right now as you're just fresh starting out in this industry don't lose that. Don't Mm -hmm. lose that curiosity, that passion for it and the way it makes you feel, because sometimes it's harder than other days to keep doing it. But remember, that's the reason that you're doing it. And um, the reason that you take jobs, the reason that you do it, the reason
1: that you, you know, and,
2: and keep fulfilling that in yourself. That was
1: Beautiful advice, and I don't think <laughs> I can finish the podcast on a better note than that. Actually,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you. Your questions were great,
0: that was great, folks. Honestly, so inspiring. Uh, some real gold in there. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to pluck out a few quotables already. Uh, make believe for a living. Wow, that's a t shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I love what you said about increasing the diversity of your uh, directors and storytellers, I think that's so important, particularly with when it comes to the output you know just the different perspectives and, and stories we can tell that's really resonated with me and i love what you said about stories that, that validate other people's journeys and other people's uh, other people's lives and, and their own stories so really great answers thank you michelle and the product of really great questions leo so uh, absolutely. absolutely absolutely smash that and um don't worry about that mental block. I forget stuff all the time. I mean, we all do.
2: We all do. Episodes, so uh, <laughs> don't,
0: don't sweat it. That was, that was wonderful. Um, so that beautifully brings this week's episodes to a close. Um, thank you to Michelle and Leo. It's been an absolute pleasure to spend this time with you both. An absolute privilege to do so. And before we go, I just wanted to ask you, as I ask all our guests, are there any final words or anything you'd like to plug or shout about before I let you go about your morning in LA or your, your rest of your day in Montreal, Leah?
2: Leah, go ahead. Anything
1: for you? <laughs> um,
0: this is the pressure to kind of finish the episode. <laughs> it really is inspiring, I really inspiring.
1: I mean, oh. I think, remember that we make cool movies um, be kind to yourself, be kind to others is what I would say. Nice. I love that.
2: Fantastic.
0: Are we going to leave it there, perfect. Michelle? You got I think it's that?
2: perfect. No, <laughs> yeah, I think that's let's perfect. Leave it there. Awesome. I think it's good. <laughs> thank you, Simon. Thank you, Leo. I thank, really you it. No, thank you for having me. This was fun.
0: That was wonderful. Thank you so both so much. We'll see you again soon. That was great. Take care, everyone. Well, that wraps up this week's episodes and concludes our three-month celebration of women who tell our stories. It just leads me to thank Michelle for being a truly awe-inspiring guest, Leo for being this week's excellent guest co-host, and special thanks to Sam Sosnowski from the Global Training Team on production duties. We'll be back in two weeks' time with a one-off special episode recorded live at this year's FMX conference. You don't want to miss this one. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then.